0: The Michael Duke show. I have two guns, one for each of you. B-b-b- Firearms Friday.
1: As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed.
2: Shout to my friend! I say
3: that the Second Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all.
0: Even their arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms.
1: From my cold, dead hands.
0: Friday. That's my rifle, my gun. This
2: is for fighting, for fun.
0: Firearms Friday. Oh, yeah, baby. T-G-I-F-F. Thank goodness it is. Firearms Friday. Hi, how are ya? Welcome to it. <clears throat> Man, I've been waiting for this day since last Friday. That's <laughs> that's about as that's about as good as it gets right there. Good morning, and welcome to the program. Uh, Friday is, of course, the one day a week that we uh, dedicate to the Second Amendment and to discussion of. Firearms and uh, gun rights and Second Amendment laws and discussion and phone calls and so much more. So, wow, let's dive into it, shall we? I'm, I'm kind of, I'll be honest, I'm kind of excited about today just because it's not the normal. I'll be honest, the last week we've been, you know, discovering and, and talking about some issues that are like, Wow, that's, ow, I mean that hurts, right? I mean it hurts. So let's um, let's let's get into this today. Now, I don't have uh, I don't have any guests today. Uh, I was working on a couple, and it just didn't kind of work out, and that's okay because, you know, I'll be honest with you. Some of my favorite Firearms Fridays, and I mean, I did Firearms Fridays for years with almost no guests, just because, I just uh, so passionate about this stuff. I still am. But, you know, after you say the same thing for 15 years, you're like, let's let's bring somebody else in to say the same thing that I'm saying. Right. <laughs> let me find some people that let me find some people that believe the same way that I believe. Well, luckily, that's a lot of you. A lot of you believe the same way that I believe. And and uh, so that's also why we put, uh, brought forward uh, Gun Q&A, which is questions and answers and topics and discussions and everything else. So, we're going to open up the phone lines today and uh, we're going to kick things off and uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're going to do that we're going to do that right now. Bring in the phone lines 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. And we want to say thank you to our friends over there at Satellite West for sponsoring this hour of the big radio show. We appreciate you guys uh, being part of it today. And, uh, and they, of course, can keep you connected anywhere in the state. Doesn't matter where you are from uh, <clears throat> Live and Good to uh, down to uh, Nikiski, uh, all the way down to, all the way up to Tavik. Um, or Bachelor, or Chicken, or wherever it is that you are in the state of Alaska, they can get you. Actually, the world. The world. So it's got a good stuff. Thank you to Satellite West for sponsoring this hour of the program. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I, and I want to say thank you, by the way, I want to say thank you to everybody on the replays. Of the program and I'm not so I'm talking to future you because we're in the present right now we're live on the air uh, across the state with everybody and on the internet and everything but <clears throat> can I take a moment just to say something to those of you who are listening on the replay and there's a lot of you there's a hundred and twenty seven thousand people in Anchorage who have downloaded and played the show in the last twelve months it's um, ten thousand people a month. All right. Thank you in Anchorage for doing that. Homer, you guys are doing real good, too. Twenty six thousand people. Fairbanks has got twenty thousand. You guys are slacking. I mean, you got twice the population that Homer does. And you, you you guys are slacking in Fairbanks. What's going on there? Just saying you should be more. There should be more of you listening on the replay. But anyway, I just want to say thank you for listening on the podcast. Uh, that doesn't even count the replays on Facebook or YouTube or anything else. That was strictly the podcast. And so, uh, <clears throat> lots of folks in uh, uh, lots of folks out there uh, who uh, listen. And I just want to say thank you for listening. And if you want to get the podcast, well, here's an easy way to do it. Oh, 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 oh. just go straight over to Spotify. That's the easiest way for me. That's where I get most of my podcasts. Come right off of Spotify. Uh, you could also use Castbox and Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, iTunes, uh, you know, Apple podcasts and Google play, any of those will do it. So anyway, <clears throat> so yes, there, yeah, yes, Brian, there's a long eye in live and good, live and good. It looks like living good, but it's live and good. Um, I, I don't know why that's just how it works. Um, all right. Uh, so phone lines are open 907 433 3150 any topic related to guns, the Second Amendment, firearms, freedom—I mean, just about anything—up uh, and and uh, and available today. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a raw, I got a, I got a wild whisker here that just keeps tickling the end of my nose. It's driving me crazy. All right, <clears throat> so the stories for today. What do we got? Well, uh, I know we're going to get a call from Fred today. I just know it. Fred in Rhode Island, I'm sure, is going to check in with us because here's the latest out of Rhode Island because uh, Tom Knighton has got a good piece over at Bearing Arms. You know, we don't talk much about Rhode Island when we discuss anti-gun states, but we should. It is arguably one of the most anti-gun states in the nation, on par with California, New York, and New Jersey. Now, we don't tend to talk about it much because it's a state with a population that would make it the 10th largest city in the, in the country if it was not a state but a city. It's pretty tiny, it's pretty tiny. But it's a state and for all the gun control they have, Rhode Island doesn't appear to have an assault weapons ban but now they're seeking to change that. The Rhode Island Coalition Against Gun Violence Board said at a packed state House event, For advocates to celebrate the reintroduction of a proposed assault weapons ban, think about the places you frequent. Your grocery store, your children's school, your places of worship, your favorite club dance hall, your workplace, your local movie theater, your own front porch. Frequenting those places should not be a death sentence for you and your loved ones.
2: What? Should not be a death sentence. Sentence.
0: I mean, she literally said that. I'm just like, what is going on? What are you? I mean, that uh, this is what they're doing. This because now I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a point about this here in a second. So we're gonna circle back to that whole comment. Um, the the uh, the state of the state address in the state of the state address this month uh, earlier in Rhode Island. Governor Dan McKee hailed passage of the bill, the new assault weapons bill, as one of his top priorities this year. The House sponsor, Jason Knight, said he already has 41 co-sponsors of his version of the bill in the 35-member House. So that <laughs> that that's that's right. But it remains to be seen if this will be the year the long-debated ban finally becomes law in Rhode Island where gun laws, including Most recently, a ban on large capacity magazines have made incremental progress despite the full-throated opposition of gun rights advocates who turn out by the hundreds in yellow Don't Tread on Me t-shirts. Yes, the opposition is still there. But Attorney General Peter Narorona cited case after case as evidence of the ever-present risk, including one high-profile case where a gun hoarder had eight ghost ARs. <clears throat> only eight. Um. Let's remember the so-called ghost guns have been banned in Rhode Island since 2020, but he had eight guns. He had, I mean, how can anyone believe that if a ban on homemade firearms didn't prevent this guy from getting these guns, that some kind of assault weapons ban, I mean, it was already illegal for him to own them. It was already illegal for him to manufacture them. But you know, how can you, it, again, one more law, right? It never stopped any of it, anybody else from any place else from getting one. You know, all the gun laws and the assault weapons bans and this and that and the other thing didn't stop these lunatics from marching into a mall and trying to shoot people up. I mean, there's already a law against, you know, people killing other people, but they decided to do that as well. You know, and if you do a ban, guess what? you're going to create a black market. You're going to create more criminalized activity because some enterprising criminal is going to say, "Well, I can sell some me I can sell me some guns." Which I mean again goes right back to the whole prohibition thing and the rise of the mafia and everything. I mean, do we not learn any of these lessons from history? Are they so hell-bent on doing these things that they cannot It is the the most powerful law in the universe is the law of unintended consequences. Can you not see what the consequences are for your actions when you do that kind of stuff? But let me go back. Let me, let me just go back over here to this comment about think about the places you frequent. Your grocery store, your children's school, your places of worship, your favorite club dance hall, your workplace, your local movie theater, your own front porch. You know what about 90% of those things have in common? They're all gun-free zones. They're all gun-free zones. They are talking about going to all these places and shouldn't you be free from gun violence? Well, yes, because they're all gun-free zones. Nobody should have a. I mean, you guys have already set that up. So they're here crying, you know, all this thing about, shouldn't you just be free from violence in all these places? Well, yes, that's why they're gun-free zones. You told us that when you got us to pass these things that said that they're all gun-free. Because that's what's supposed to happen. Now you're telling us that some people are going to break the law and do I mean, this is the kind of ridiculousness that we're talking about. Today, I want to focus on the idea of gun-free zones. Because I will tell you right now, gun-free zones, if you want to eliminate anything in this country that would help keep people safe more than anything else, it is the elimination of gun-free zones and the so-called sensitive spaces, which just sounds stupid, but it's sensitive spaces. That's the terminology that New York used in their new gun laws where they were, you know, every place from Times Square to your local synagogue to every place else were sensitive spaces where you couldn't get. You want to make America safer. You want to eliminate violent crime. You need to stop with the fiction that somehow criminals are going to listen to your laws and go, well, I was going to go into this mall with my gun. And, but now I see the sign on the door. So, you know, I'm just not going to. And I'm not talking about even criminals who are, you know, murderers. I'm just talking about major criminals or average citizens who go in and they see a sign that says, you know, guns, guns, carrying guns prohibited by law or whatever. And I mean, you know, first of all, the average citizen's going to go, oh, okay. And they're going to walk back out to their car and park their gun in their car or just go home. The criminal's going to go, man, I break the law anyway. What does it matter? I, I'm gotta gotta go healed because I got sixteen other you know it, it's it's insane absolutely um <clears throat> absolutely insane but uh yeah that's it could could you please prance around your studio the next time you say sensitive spaces it's I mean that's the thing
2: it's a very sensitive space in here oh I'm I'm scared. Stop. Don't. No.
0: I mean, that's okay. There you go. All right. We got uh, more coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Eight makes you a hoarder. They said eight guns like it was an arsenal. And I'm like, ooh, don't, please don't look in my direction. That's all I'm asking. Uh, we got a couple lines on hold. We're going to jump into that here in just a hot second, but i uh, got to take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue. And uh, it'll be interesting. We got, uh, we got more. The Michael Luke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio.
2: What is that? Common sense regularly
0: heard on American radio. Okay. Um. Wish wish that weather balloon had been hung around so we could have helped it down. You're talking about the Chinese spy balloon. I saw that. Yeah. Um. The biggest takeaway can be seen by looking at world history. Look at what has happened to every tribe of citizens that has been disarmed by. Well, that's Aaron Zellman's book, uh, dis, which is basically, you know, the gateway cult. What's it? The subtitle is Gateway to Tyranny. What is it called? Uh, Gun Control, Gateway to Tyranny, I think is what it's called, by Aaron Zellman. He highlights and he basically goes in and delineates every group of people who have been disarmed by their government and what their ultimate. Um, what their ultimate end is, and usually it's it's genocide and tyranny all right, um are you guys hearing it when I do the when I have the voice when I have the voices on? I meant to ask that are you are you hearing it like when I pitch my voice up
2: like this because hi
0: I mean, are you guys hearing that? I'm just curious okay, yes, all right, just want to make sure. I wasn't sure. Maybe I was only hearing it in my headphones. And it probably sounded really funny when uh, when I did that and I was doing something like that. I figured that would be problematic. Your phone connection is something to be desired. My phone connection. My phone is connecting. I don't know what you're talking about, Harold. Uh, speaking of phones, let's go over there right now and uh, take a find out who's on the line. Uh, so we can get ready to jump over and return to radio. How about that? Let's go over there right now. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, Michael, it's Fred.
3: I caught the thing. <laughs> I caught it on the radio there.
0: Oh, good, good. Well, uh, hold the line, Fred, and you can comment on this because, boy, you got some numb nuts running your state. That's all I could say right now. But I'm going to put you back on hold, oh. Fred, and you'll be first up in the queue when we return. Fred from Rhode Island. Uh, on the phone right now. Um, all right. <clears throat> the voices in your head. Yes, those are the voices in my head. That's, uh, you know, it's 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 pretty tough. Fred is early today. That's okay. Um, all right. Yeah, the Echo is a problem that's just recently popped up on the phones. And I don't know why, what they changed in the background. Um, I've been able to fix most of it, but... I don't know. I haven't had time to sit down and try and troubleshoot exactly what they changed. Like I said, everything works fine, and then one day, something doesn't. And it's just one of those things. Gremlins in the machine, right? Oh, man, that tastes good today. I must be dehydrated because that tastes really good. All that water. Okay. Um. To be fair, some of those voices... Have have some really good ideas. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I can't tell you which. No, I'm going to listening to. It's all. It's all fantastic. Uh, yeah. This uh, <clears throat> part of this new setup in here has given me all these different. Uh, hurry, hurry! Come down now and enjoy yourselves. It's going to be fantastic. And all these different uh, you know things that you can do in here. Um, I kind of. I kind of di- like, I kind of dig it. I kind of like it.
2: Mm.
0: You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of fun. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> I can use it to dramatic effect when I need to, which is I think the important part at this point. Sometimes you got to make your point, and uh, you know. All the ones I usually hear come up with me needing bail money. Yeah, no, that is that is true. There are a lot of, uh, you know, it's like we were talking about that teacher being, um, I guess, not arrested but put into custody, you know, the principal. Um, all the voices in my head at that point were screaming something that was definitely not worthy for the air. I definitely would have a few FCC violations for that one. I was uh, a little upset about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we need a free phone Friday. You know, let the audience choose their topic. Well, I mean, I do that quite frequently throughout the week. We don't need Friday to do it. Friday's about guns. But, yeah, I mean, anytime we've got a free, anytime we got an open line, open forum, we can do it. All right, here we go, folks. Let's jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and share.
2: The Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy? Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew. I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. Oh, man. Yep, that's right. Not
0: your daddy's talk radio show. Let's uh, continue on here. Our buddy Fred, I done conjured him up. I started talking about his, uh, I started talking about his, uh, his state and poof, he appears. So let's get Fred's take on everything that's going on down in the tiny little state of Rhode Island. Uh, He joins us right now on the program. Good morning, Fred. Thanks for listening. What's, uh, what do you say, my friend, what's happening down there?
3: Well, good morning, Mike. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's the it's the same thing I've been ranting about all along. You know, it's the uh, it's, it's it's the wokes. You know, the out of control wokes with this crazy notion that you know they, if you disarm everybody, all your problems are going to go away. You're never going to have any more murders. You're going to have any more robberies. You're not going to have any more any more violations of violations of law as long as you get rid of the guns. And you know, where the you know the origins of that still you know still has to be there. Uh, on, you know, turned up as to where the origins come from there. but anyway, uh, yeah, they are at it again. you know they get, they pulled this thing off from the last, uh, the last thing that they put through the gun control. They had a, they had three three bills they they got through, and they got them through on a, in a very underhanded way, the way I see it. And they had a magazine band, you know, the ten round capacity magazine band. they put they right. they, they, they got through the 18, eight, you know, the 21, 18 to 21 for any firearm and ammunition purchase. And they also got through the uh, loaded, the loaded long gun in public law, which is, you know, a lot of questions, you know, what, what that's all about. So they, they snuck that through. Now, what, the way it came through, it came through and the state had the uh, Senate, uh, Senate committee hearing on that and they had a vote and the vote was six to six. Which under Rhode Island law should have killed it right then and there, but they get this crazy little uh, they get this crazy little um, add-on in the in the state constitution on actually the the, uh, uh, the judicial rules uh, proceedings that if the House and the Senate have similar bills or exact bills actually that they one they can pull one out of the other and just pay, send it to the floor for a vote. Which I, I don't know how they can pull that off. I mean, they, they claim that there's a purpose for that, and I think I know what it is. It's called you know duping the system is what that's called. Right, right. But anyway, you know that that's that that's how they, and that's what they did. You know, they, they they the Senate committee shot it down, wrote the three bills, and they still managed to pull it off by pulling by rigging you know rigging this thing up, and sending it to the floor for a vote and immediately, and it didn't pass by much. It only passed by about ten percent which is, you know, even there's a lot of a lot of contention on that. Usually Rhode Island is all one or all the other. Either it's all yes or all no. Very seldom do you have it, almost a split vote. This right. one is almost a split vote, which is well, very unusual. For this f- case. Fred, let me ask you but this. Now, now they're becoming emboldened. You know, I think that's between that and the last election, the, the, the red trickle instead of the red wave, they think they're emboldened. Now they can do anything they want to do because before – they wouldn't touch the assault weapons ban. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't even talk about it. They send it. They put it on the shelf and try to forget about it. Because every time they tried it before, they had this massive turnout in the state. You know, about five, six thousand people show up at the state house, and wearing wear like you mentioned the yellow shirts, the pro-gun people. You know, really raise, raise the roof off the place for the night. And you know, they just say forget it. But now they think they're emboldened. They can get away with it. So they, they here we go, you know, they, and they, and they actually had a couple of actually senators, state senators and state reps come out and say, well, we got what we wanted, so we're just going to leave it all alone now. Well, you know, after the last, after the last red wave, so now they think that they got, well, you know, hell, we beat them down, so I guess the majority is on our side. We can do anything they want to do.
0: Right, right, you
3: know, right. They, 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 I think this is the origin of why it's why it's happening the way it is.
0: Uh, Fred, let me ask you this, because you know, I guess. In my mind, before I started reading up on this a little bit uh, through a couple different articles, um, I didn't really ever think of Rhode Island as one of the most anti-gun states in the country. But I mean, is this a? I mean, is this the? Is this the the state at large? I mean, is this kind of the sentiment from everybody? Uh, do you have a bunch of transplants that are commuting in, or what? I mean. Tell me a little bit about the makeup of the state of, of Rhode Island uh, and why they are so anti-gun. I guess is is my question. What what makes them so Ant Up oh, Fred we'd lost Fred off the call so we can't answer the question. But that's that's I mean that's my question. What what, what makes I mean Rhode Island little tiny Rhode Island what makes them so anti-gun for being in such a small state with everything else. I mean, that—that that is my question. So, Fred, I don't know if this is you and you're back uh, and uh, you can answer the question or not, but let me let me check. Is this you, Fred? Fred, are you with us? Okay, maybe not. Maybe it's a new call. That's exciting. Let's go over here and see what you guys have to say. We'll try it one more time. Hello, Fred. Are you there with us?
3: Yeah, yeah. For some reason, they dropped off right in the middle of the right in the middle of the last conversation. It just went dead. Oh, okay.
0: Well, did you hear? Oh, did you hear my question about Rhode Island itself?
3: No, I did. I'm sorry. I missed it. Okay. All
0: right. Off. Well, let me let me just say because I never really thought about Rhode Island as being one of the most anti-gun states in the country. I mean, up there with New York and California. You know, I kind of think of, you know, Rhode Island is kind of more this rural community, you know, rural state and everything else. It's not very big and everything. But is this is this a recent thing or is Rhode Island been kind of anti-gun? Because I kind of think of it in the terms of, you know, the revolution and the, that kind of era and stuff like that. But is, is this been something that's been building? What's the what's the feeling in Rhode Island overall? Yeah.
3: Oh, 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 oh it's definitely been building. I mean, it's like the big the great progressive, uh, you know, the great progressive progression. <laughs> I don't want to call it anything. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it definitely gone. definitely gone full blue, and it's been like every year, it becomes a little more and a little more and a little more. I think there's a lot of outside influence. I really do, because Bloomberg got involved with the state, you know, when the last governor was in before she became the commerce secretary. God help us all now. However, you know, when she was around, she was in. He had a lot of a lot of a lot of doings with Bloomberg, so I think a lot of that stuff came drifting in with him. You know, I, I think there's a, a, you know, a lot of origins to this. A lot of them um, really started ramping up then. They've always been kind of a little anti-gun here, but at least at least they used to be fair about it. Now they're no longer fair about it. At least they had a little bit of common sense. Now there's no common sense at all. You know, they kind of, you know, just, this is what we're going to do, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. And we don't care about the Constitution or the Bill of Rights or the Second Amendment or, no, we're just going to do what we want to do and to hell with it. This yeah. is This is their attitude up there. And, and uh, you know, I think they're going, they're going to be in for a hell of a fight this time, I think.
0: Well, and I, hope, I, I do hope that that's right. I mean, like you said, when the red wave became the pink tinkle, I think a lot of those folks on the other side were emboldened. Um, and what it'll do is that they'll push back too hard and the pendulum will swing and it will embolden other people to uh, to to step up. And hopefully the next the next round of voting will be uh, a little bit stronger, uh, a, you know, a little bit of a stronger red tide. But I just I mean, I got to be honest. I mean, I, well, I, I go ahead.
3: I, I think with the, you know, we, 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 the magazine ban, I think we definitely should have made the- Pushed a lot harder on the resistance. We should definitely, not only should they throw the whole AI, you know, the whole assault weapons ban out the window, but they should, they should be definitely, uh, should be a, a more of uh, a intention to take the magazine ban off the, off the books. I mean, it was, it was put in, it was put in by mistake. i mean, not my mistake, but it's put in underhandedly, put it here that way. Right. There's a lot of, a lot of shenanigans going on there. How they got that. Through. Right. And that was just wrong. Right. You know, regardless of whatever, whatever, whatever principles that they applied to it, it was just underhanded and wrong. And right. how, how, they, how they, how they, got that through the,
0: through, through,
3: through, 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 to uh, a vote on the floor, which never should have happened.
0: Well, you know, you know, uh, Rhode that, Island better <laughs> be thrown out. Yeah, you know,
3: Rhode the Island. magazine ban should have never happened.
0: Right? You know, Rhode Island better than we do. So, what do you think of the? Pa- what do you think the chances are of this passing? I mean, what I'm reading here says it looks like it's probably going to pass. Is that, uh, is that what you're seeing here from your well, end? Do you think it's going to pass?
3: They, I they're going to try. They're going to they're going to try awfully hard to pass it because you know once this this nitwit we got for a governor is uh, you know says it, then it must be so. You know, and this is like he's going to do everything in his power to push it through. And he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of cronies, got a whole bunch of cronies behind him, the attorney general and the you know the, the, the lieutenant governor and you know they're they're all behind him. But you know, they, they, they keep doing this they keep, like you say, they keep pushing and they're going to get pushback and you know, and the, the pushback is what's going to either save and save or lose. Well, you know, the, the second amendment in the Island and there's no need for it. We're not a, we're not a big, with a smaller state around. We really don't have a, what you call a major problem. It's not like Chicago, but you know what they do? They always try to do a one up. This, this is, this is notorious about the state of Rhode Island. It's called the one up state. Whatever happens elsewhere in the world, Rhode Island's got to try to come in and do it one better. Right. You know, for whatever reason. I mean, Massachusetts has a gun ban, you know, an assault weapons ban. Rhode Island has to have it. Rhode Island's got to be even more restrictive than this. You know, Massachusetts has a magazine ban, which allowed a grandfather cause for them to keep it. In Rhode Island, you're a felon if you have a more than 10-round magazine in your possession. You, know, you see how that goes? One up all the time on everything.
0: Right, right. No, exactly. Well, that's the nature of politicians, too, anyway. But, well, Fred, I guess you're a better guy than I am. I'd have a hard time living in a state like that, but it's, you know, it's hard when it's your home state. So, well, I, I,
3: I, I'm i definitely thinking about packing it in. I mean, they, they keep going. I'm just going to say, the hell with it, sell a house, find somewhere else in in real America, and just get out of here. I mean, I'm I just about half. I really can yeah. get to tear my hair out over there.
2: Well, I guess... Oh, one
3: other comment before you go, Mike. You still sure. there?
0: I'm still here. Go ahead.
3: One other thing, your podcast, your podcast, occasionally, uh, like last week, for some reason, the podcast didn't come up. You had came up as fire on Friday on the podcast on the Dana, but it was actually in Thursday. <laughs> it's actually the 26th of Thursday came through. I don't know. It's kind of a glitch in the uh, in the uh, in oh, the programming, ghost, ghost in the Just machine or something.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I'll uh, I'll go back and take a look at it and see what uh, happened. But yeah. Podcasts go up the same day, uh, usually within about 15 minutes of the show being over. So I'll double-check that, uh, Fred. Thanks for uh, letting me know. It came up, but it came up on the wrong day.
3: It came up on Thursday for some reason. You know, you put Thursday up
0: twice. Right. Well, that's just not right. We should – well, I'll double-check it. I'll double-check it, my my friend. And if I need to, I'll re-upload it. All right? All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Michael,
3: you have a good week. You have a good week.
0: Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you uh, Appreciate you being a part of it today. Um, all right. That, uh, Thank you. that uh, brings us to, well, that brings us right to the end of the segment. Look at that. Uh, if you want to call in and sound off on anything that we've been talking about, I'd love to hear from you. This is my favorite part of Firearms Friday is just hanging out and chatting with people like Fred and you and whoever else wants to call in to talk about things. I got some other stories that are going on uh, as well. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about that. but I really kind of want to focus today again, on this idea of gun free zones, how somehow some way a gun free zone is going to keep you safer than you being able to protect yourself from some ne'er-do well or bad guy. Because, see, that seems to be the answer. I mean, again, going right back to this story, all the places that this uh, that this gal listed is, uh, yeah, these are all places. Most of them are gun free zones, and so, you know, it's not stopping it already. They already acknowledge that in this statement. We're going to continue discussions on this. The Michael Duke Show. Uh, See what you guys, um, what you guys are saying. I really can't like this enough. I can't see the thread. I don't know what thread Bill is commenting on to say. Uh, I really can't like that enough. But, you know, um, whatever it is, it's good, I'm sure. Um, Most here in Fairbanks are listening live. How many in Anchorage do? Well, there's quite a few people. I mean, there's some people here in the chat room that are from Anchorage that I know that listen here. Um, Anchorage area is. I just did a quick Google search, says Chris. The Anchorage area is 1,947 square miles. Rhode Island is only 1,214 square miles. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I didn't realize that it was that small, quite that small. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Let's see. Um, I'm looking here from hand waving freak outery H- uh, HWFO is hand waving freak outery. That's a substack that Brian and I both read. I think Brian turned me on to it to begin with. No mass shooter is sitting at home saying, boy, you know, I'd love to go shoot up a school today if only I had an AR 15. But unfortunately, all I have access to is this crummy clock 19. So I guess I'll go play Xbox instead. The entire idea is asinine. Mass shooters aren't choosing the AR rifle because it's better at mass shootings. They're choosing it because they're idiots. If they weren't idiots, they wouldn't be mass shooters. That pretty much sums it up nicely. That pretty much sums it up nicely. In fact, I posted to my Facebook page <clears throat> here recently, I posted a, um, um, I posted an article from Hand Waving Freak Outery. Uh, that it was something about the the math of the tinfoil hat gun prepper or whatever. It's a fascinating article because it actually looks at the statistical probability of needing a firearm to defend yourself against your government, against bad people, against all different kinds of stuff. And it is a fascinating look because he's a hydrologist. The guy who writes the article is a hydrologist. That deals a lot with floodplain issues. And he takes the same formula that they use to factor in, you know, the hundred year, the hundred year storm and what's the potential and what's the, what's the potential for your area to have a flood in it over the course of a 30 year mortgage and every, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. It, you should go read it right now. Definitely an interesting article. Uh, go check it out. Um Uh, And uh, Brian said he's posted his latest piece in the Common Sense Corps, which I saw, but I have not read yet because, you know, time and things, time and I was, yesterday was like a 16 hour day. I mean, I got up yesterday before five and uh, I pulled into the house last night at like 645 630 645 something like that. I'm I'm tired and then I still had more work to do on top of that. Oh gosh. Okay. Trying to help you with show prep. I appreciate it here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Debbie said beautiful white fluffy snow in Fairbanks. Yeah, we got some of that stuff down here too. I got I probably got an inch and a half or something here at the house uh, overnight. So not too bad, not too bad. Gary says the only gun-free zones are those with detectors in place. Period. Yeah, I mean I've definitely seen that as the argument uh, to have that. Unless I gotta walk through a metal detector, you could pretty much guarantee that I will be armed if I've got unless I've got to go through a metal detector somewhere. Because again, the bad guys aren't saying, well, you know, I was going to go inside, but I saw the sign and, uh, I mean, they're called criminals for a reason, right? Oh yeah, definitely must be dehydrated today. Okay. um. I'm looking through here. I'm looking, uh. Up 18, seven, uh, pipeline welders. I'm just, I'm going back through here looking through, uh, uh, looking through a lot of the, uh, uh, comments from early on. Uh, eight makes you a hoarder. I still was laughing about that because yeah. What does that make our friend Greg's co- Greg Collins? If eight makes you a gun hoarder, what, what does a few more than that count as that reminded me of the news story about the guy who got busted for having an arsenal an arsenal and then they took a picture of his arsenal laying on the back of a police cruiser and it was uh an old busted down 22 squirrel rifle a 38 caliber revolver and uh was it a shotgun or was it an ar i can't remember but that was the arsenal apparently that was the arsenal Those three guns was an arsenal And I thought Oh man if he's got an arsenal What do I have a supply dump Eh?
2: The Michael Duke show Proudly splitting the left versus right uh, Dichotomy Yeah I had to look that word up too I don't think it means what he thinks it means There he is though That guy Michael Dukes The one with the show
0: Yeah, we were just talking about the size of your arsenal. <laughs> I was remembering a news story here. God, this must have been 10 years ago, maybe more, where some police, uh, you know, came in and, and they, uh, they busted some guy for some reason. And the news media was like, yes, and they confiscated his arsenal of firearms. And it was a it was a news story, like a television news story. And so the camera pans over to the trunk lid of this police cruiser and laying on the trunk lid of the police cruiser is like this old busted up 22, you know, pump action, 22 or I mean, whatever, squirrel gun, essentially a 38 caliber revolver. And I it must have been an AR, maybe it was a shotgun. I don't know, it was another long gun of some kind. But this was his arsenal. These three guns are an arsenal. And I was like, my God, if that's an arsenal, what do I have? A supply depot? I mean, is that what it is? I mean, is this is mine an armory? What are the qualifications? How many do you need? That's a that's a question. How many do you need i i just i just don't know (laughs) but it's not well it's not enough man i tell you it's just not enough my my wife sent me the perfect i should go pull it up because she sent me the perfect uh little blurb the other day uh where people were talking about uh you know how many how many guns does how many guns do people have? I mean, how many guns do regular people have? How many guns do crazy people have? How many guns do you know all these different and it was the funniest thing that I have watched in quite a while because you know that's that's the thing how people how people think is is, uh, is always an, is always an issue to me. I mean, how do people think about this kind of stuff? um when they think of well how many guns should anybody have i mean first and foremost i don't know ladies how many pairs of shoes do you have and should that matter how many pairs of shoes do you have uh, what, what you, you don't want to tell me you don't want to tell your husband you don't want to tell whatever i mean that's that's part of the problem right um first of all it's a very personal it's a very personal decision as to how many, how many of anything that you may have. Um, this, is the, uh, this is the audio that my wife sent me on a, tic- t- on a, on a TikTok video here uh, the, uh, the other day. And I thought it was pretty much, it was just pretty much perfect. The perfect argument, the circular, perfect circular argument for how many guns should people have in America today? Uh, here's it is.
4: So how many guns should a normal person have? About five. That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No, people who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns and if they do it's one or two. But One or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already covered
0: this. That's about it. A normal person has five. We have already covered this. But this is how people think, right? I mean, this is how people think about all these different things. Their impression of how many guns do you need. Some people collect action figures. Some people collect baseball cards. Some people collect, uh, you know, amethyst glass or cobalt glass or knives or, you know, I mean, there's just all different kinds of things. So if you're a collector, yeah, you may have hundreds of guns. If uh, If you're an enthusiast who uses them for shooting, you may have a different, you know, maybe you have a dozen because you're using for different types of competition. If you may only have one or two, but she's right. Most psychos, and by psychos, we're talking about most of the people who go out and do the shoot 'em ups. The vast majority of them only have one or two guns, and usually, they only you know they purchased them recently. You know, oh, hundreds of guns. That sounds like a psycho. No psychos usually only have one or two. So I I found that to be a that's actually going around TikTok right now apparently. Uh, that video. But I find it fascinating, that whole discussion on what is the correct number of guns? What is the right number of guns? So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it here And the chat room. Couldn't hear the audio. So, you know, my is one of those things. We'll uh, we'll see if we can we'll see if we can get it back for you here. Play it during the break so you guys can hear it again, because I don't want anybody to feel left out. Don't want anybody to feel left out on that. Um, all right, uh, coming up in the um, <clears throat> coming up here in just a uh, in just a minute, we're going to uh, be diving into hour two. Willie Waffle is going to be joining us uh, on the second uh, on the second end of the second hour for the weekend movie review. Um, I think he's going to be talking about that new M Night Shyamalan movie, which is Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan. You know what I mean. I think that's going to be the new one that we're going to be talking about. Uh, I think on Monday we're potentially going to be hearing from Representative Will Stapp. We'll see if that uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition. And we got more. Uh, oh, we're going to be talking with. Um, the folks from Honest uh, Alaskans for Honest Elections next week as well. It's going to be a busy week next week. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be a, a fun time. So that's all coming up. Um, all right. Unfortunately, all three, all thirty-seven firearms I had were lost in the lake in a boating accident. I'm sure. Just one shotgun left. Yeah. Well, that's that's where it comes out. All right. Let's um, let's go uh, over to the phones and see what you guys have to say. Got one line on hold. And uh, phone lines are open for those of you who are wondering. I'd love to hear what you have to say today. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Can you? Hello? Can you hear me? Mm, I guess that's a No. All right, we'll hang up on them and let them, if they want to call back, feel free to call back. We got a couple minutes here before we jump into it. Some good news for those of us who have been watching this, uh, uh, ridiculousness, uh, over, uh, you know, this kind of roundabout gun control, which was the, you know, remember when Visa was going to require credit card companies to give a particular code for gun purchases. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, and, uh, he, uh, they're, they're talking about some of the stuff here in time magazine. Um, visa's Al Kelly is leaving his role as the CEO of the company this week, but before he assumes, um, as, uh, before he assumes his new position as executive chairman of the board, he's speaking out about the new merchant category codes for guns, which were imposed by the international standards organizations last year in an interview with time magazine. Kelly sounded less than impressed with the new mandate, saying that the new codes aren't needed and won't be nearly as useful in flagging suspicious purchases as the anti-gun activists have claimed. He goes on, uh, the question to him was, in September, a new purchasing license code was introduced that would require credit card companies to give a particular code for gun purchases. Do you support or, or oppose the idea? Al said, I don't think the code is necessary, but it doesn't matter. The code is in place. It's now an international standard, and we have to adopt them. Uh, Some two dozen Republicans and attorney General sent you a letter. Uh, He said, I've heard from everybody. I don't think there's a senator or member of the House or attorney general in the United States that I haven't heard, heard from. I'm telling them we will follow the law. Guns are allowed in the U.S., and we would fully expect that anybody who wants to buy a gun should be able to buy that gun. Uh, provided all the other checks are done. On top of that, we're telling them that we don't collect that level, level of data for consumers. So if Visa's, uh, Chief Communications Officer Casey Cavanaugh goes into a gun store and buys three thermoses and a tent, and you go in and buy a rifle and five rounds of ammunition, all I know is that you both went to the same gun store. I know that gun store, and I know that you went, and I know how much money you spent, but I don't know what you bought. I don't think the code was necessary, but it doesn't matter. The code is in place now. We adopt international standards. Um, and uh, he goes on to – he just does not sound like he's a fan of this. So while Visa and other card companies may be, you know, with grudging levels of, uh, of uh, I guess, cooperation continuing on this, at least I think that he is uh, – Uh, I at least think that he thinks that this is a little bit ridiculous. But again, this is the other end run around the constitutional, you know, uh, around the, the, the constitutionality of this question, why Congress just can't arbitrarily change it. This is the kind of end runs that they're going to try and make around this kind of stuff. All right, well, we've got less than a minute. I've got another line on hold, but we don't have enough time to take the call in this segment. So we will take them, uh, we'll hold them on through the news, and we'll be right back with them here in just a moment. You are listening to The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Hour two is dead ahead with your phone calls, more gun discussion, Willie Waffle. We, We might talk about sensitive spaces. Sensitive. I'm very sensitive. We are going to talk about that. And of course, gun free zones. That's going to be our topic for today. We will continue with more after this. Sorry, I was pulling. Uh, I was pulling some more stuff up real quick uh, about uh, gun-free zones. Our old buddy Dr. John Lot has written about this pretty exclusively. Um. Oh man, I love this. The gun violence gun violence research and the gun gvpedia G- G- they're trying to debunk lots claims good luck with that you guys good luck with that all right let's go over to the phones real quick and we will get uh we'll figure out um who's on the line and whether or not they're going to hang with us here till the uh we start the uh, next hour here we'll go over there right now good morning who's this where are you calling from Hello, caller, are you there? I think they put the phone down. I can hear him moving around and hear the radio in the background. All right, well, we'll come back to them. That's fine. That's fine. Um, if they would quit designing new firearms, I might not need more, said Greg. Well, that's true. I mean, if they would just stop. If they would just stop. Uh, am, am, ammo is painful purchase. Um, oh six, six uh, six, five, three hundred. Is that a hybrid? What? Six, five, <clears> three <throat> hundred. Um, what's that one? Seven dollars a round. Good God almighty. Great googly moogly. That is insanity. Seven bucks a round? I could buy 50 cal for seven bucks a round. 65300 It's a new Weatherby round? $65,300? 300 i will have to go look at it because I haven't even... Man. Dang, seven bucks a round. That hurts my soul, man. That hurts my soul. All right, well, what's everybody doing this weekend? What's the plan? What is the plan? Uh, weather be 6.5, smoking hot. That sounds like it. Sounds like you got to do a bunch of work just to be able to afford to go out and shoot the damn thing, let alone buy it. Have you seen this at Costco? I'm just asking for a friend. If you have it and you're a cinnamon lover like I am, You need to go to Costco and get this cinnamon, what do they call them? Cinnamon butter loaf. That's what they call them. Mm. It's like a little cinnamony pound cake that apparently, this is bad, but I don't care. They apparently roll them in hot butter afterwards and then roll them in cinnamon. They roll them in cinnamon and sugar after rolling them in hot butter. I mean, there's nothing good in this cake, good for you except for, of course, the happiness that it brings me when I eat it. Mm. I mean, look at the layer of – look at the – can I see – Can you see that? The layer of cinnamon – oh, I don't have autofocus on it, I forgot. The layer of cinnamon there at the top of that, I mean, that is mm, – mm. usually I – Finish my breakfast before I start the show, but I was running a little bit behind today, and that thing's been looking at me for the last hour. And I'm like, oh, I really want a bite of that. Oh, so good. All right. What else are you guys talking about here? Oh, the sound. That's a bummer. I need to figure out. Unhide all. I wonder, let me try this, let me try this again. Let me try this again and see if you guys can hear this. I thought I had this fixed the other day, but apparently, like I said, sometimes when you change things, it uh, it makes a change all the way around. Let me see, let me see if you guys hear this. Um... Hurry up and start. Come on.
4: So, how many guns should a normal person have?
0: So, did you guys hear that? How many guns should a normal person have? I'm just... Did did you guys all hear that? When she said that, how many guns should a normal person have? Let me know. I know there's a delay here. But I don't know how much of a delay. So, nope, didn't hear it. Well, that's... uh that's irritating. Well, you know what I'm going to do? Can I, uh, oh, I know, I know how I can do that. I, I've i got, I've got the tools and I've got the talent. I can make this happen. Uh, let me go back over here and I can do this over here because she originally sent it to me on my phone. And I can do it right here.
4: So how many guns should a normal person have? About five. That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No, people who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns, and if they do, it's one or two. But one or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already covered this. So how many...
2: Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the Michael Dukes for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Dukes Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday.
1: As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. Say hello
2: to my I say
3: that the Second Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all.
1: Michael Dinkes. The right to
0: keep and bear arms shall not be. Fridge, not be fridge. Firearms.
1: From my cold, dead hands.
0: Friday. That's my rifle, that's my gun. This
2: is for fighting, it's for fun.
0: Firearms Friday. Oh baby, Firearms Friday, TGIFF, welcome to the program, it is The Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, and live around the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeShow.com, where you'll find the audio-only live stream, links to the simulcast and uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course links to the podcast, which is on Spotify, and if you're listening on the podcast later on, I just want again want to say thank you for being part of the show, even after the fact. I appreciate that. So, um, it's good. I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for thank you for coming on board. All right, uh, hour two of the big radio show, and uh, we have um, it's just me and you. We got no guests. We do have, well, what, we have one guest. We have Willie Waffle. Willie Waffle, of course, is always going to be uh, coming on at the end of our Friday shows, unless we have some kind of technical difficulty. But uh, he's always here because that's the best way for me personally to start off my weekend. That's what I enjoy. All right. Uh, well, the phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. We had somebody hold on through the news. They've been here for a while. So let's first jump over to them. And, uh, but you're welcome to call in. i got plenty of lines open at 433-3150, and, and powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. You can find them at satellitewest.com. Let's go to the phones and see what uh, folks have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Michael,
3: this is Ron in North Pole, and I just wanted to let you know that you gave me a new assignment this morning.
0: What 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 is what what is what what is cyber? Was that I got to now? I got to know. What well, I've
3: got to keep a closer eye on my wife because
0: she has two. <laughs> she she has wait a second she has two guns and now you're like well wait a second um psycho the thi- oh man maybe we got a problem here right I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's you know
3: and in addition uh you you stole. You stole my thunder earlier. I was going to use the word depot for myself.
0: Yeah, depot. Yeah. I mean, should it be? Is it a depot? Is an armory bigger than a depot? Or is a depot? I think a depot is bigger than an armory. So I don't know. If three guns is an arsenal, then, I mean, how many guns are in an armory? And then how many guns are in a depot? Uh, I just I don't know. I, I just don't know. It, it, uh, how much is it in a supply dump? I mean, where does a supply dump fit in the middle of all that? So... All right, Ron. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you later. Man. Th- thanks, my friend. I appreciate you calling in and joining us today. What Ron was referring to, for those of you who don't know what he was referring to, is I played a bit of audio at the end of the last hour, uh, asking, you know, how many guns does a normal person have? And this video is actually going around on TikTok right now. And uh it's uh it's 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 pretty dang funny. Uh the original video has got um uh, the original video's got gosh i don't know how many million how many millions of views uh it's got like 30 or 40,000 views on this video um but i think it's uh, i think it's interesting i'll play it again because uh i think it's uh i think it's a i think it's a good uh, good audio so here's here's what we were playing earlier to say how many guns are normal
4: so how many guns should a normal person have about 5 That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No, people who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns, and if they do, it's one or two. But one or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already covered this.
0: We have already covered
4: this.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, you know, gun enthusiasts have hundreds. And in the comments, it's funny because people blow it up in the comments like, well, I mean, you know, if you've got hundreds of guns, you've got a problem. If you've got more than three or five, you've got a problem. And all I can think of is, I mean, what do you collect? Do you collect knickknacks? Do you collect Star Wars figures? Do you collect baseball cards? Do you collect, you know, Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Or do you collect uh, old cookware and Pyrex? Do you have shoes? How How many pairs of shoes can one person wear? You don't need 15 pairs of shoes. You only need two, maybe two. You know, it's just this argument of what is normal and what is not. And to each his own. How about you shut your pie hole... And pay attention to what's going on in your own life and stop worrying about how many of whatever that I have. Because have I ever done anything bad with any of the stuff that I collect? No? Then shut your face. You got no say in that. It doesn't matter. So what if I have a thousand guns? Right? I mean, does it matter? And, and by the way, I can only use one at a time. So does it really matter if I have a hundred guns or not? Or five? Or sick. I can really only I can really only reasonably use one at a time, so what does it matter? Again, how many pairs of shoes you got? How many movies? How many videotapes? How many, you know, whatever. What what do you do? How much music? How many albums do you have in your record collection? I'm sorry for you younger listeners, records are these things that we used to have to put down and actually put a needle on to play. I don't know, just you know, it's weird. But I mean, who what does it matter? Well, you should only have one record. You can only play one at a time, but I might want another one down the road. Doesn't matter. One at a time. <sighs> I mean, it's it's uh it's crazy. But it's again this idea that somehow you know, if and she's right. I mean she is right. If you're a psycho, most of the folks who are like violently psychotic don't have firearms and if they do it's usually one or two. And yeah, the average person probably has five firearms. The average gun enthusiast probably has five firearms. Some of us are a little more enthusiastic than that. That's okay. But again, what does it matter? I don't see anybody giving Jay Leno a hard time for having fifty-three cars in his garage, right? Because again, he can only use one at a time. It's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. How, how you know? Oh, thank you, Brian. Actually, dropped the TikTok video. Uh, that's one of the versions I think of it uh, in the chat room. Okay. Um, Sorry. Records, books, Bibles, guns, movies, music, shoes, baseball hats. I knew one guy that had, he was, I mean, he, he, I mean, that guy had, I want to say it was like 400, 500 different baseball hats. I'm like, okay, uh, great whatever, man, uh, I mean, you know, but I mean, he could only wear one at a time, but he wouldn't wear them because that would deflate the value of them, right? It's like it's like the guy who who uh who plays with action figures, no, no, I don't play with them. I collect them because if you play with them they 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 go down in value if you play with them. <laughs> I was wondering, wait, um if you does that mean you would want to play with them if they didn't go down in value, you know? I'm just, I'm asking. Uh, Anyway, but this is the, look, this is the mentality of most people out there. Most of the non-gun people is that, boy, if you have more than one gun, you must be a psycho. If I had 12 guns, but I only use one at a time, how does it, why does it matter? They just, they can't wrap the, see, because this is like, I can't understand why the guy would want to collect baseball hats you might not be able to understand the lady that collects silver teaspoons right isn't that what that's a thing right the colonial teaspoon collection where they collect spoons from different you know whatever i don't understand that either um you know or fill in the blank whatever it is i mean i own two pairs of shoes and a pair of boots that's it i don't need 15 pairs of shoes but some people are like no i like shoes i what more power to you i can't understand it but more power to you That's where we're at. And that's the difference between needs and wants. And Richard said, no one needs to understand because it's nobody's business. You're not wrong. If I'm not doing anything wrong, then what I have is none of your business. Period. Debbie says her mom collected angels and bells. Okay. Why? I don't know it trips their fancy whatever it is if you can afford to collect it then you should be able to collect it so i mean it, it, it i just that's just the that's the bottom line i don't know how we got off on this topic but oh it was ron's phone call because he said his wife owns two guns and according to that according to that video she could be a psycho for only owning two guns so he's going to have to keep a close eye on her Uh, It's just whatever. Gun-free zones is what I wanted to talk about. Gun-free zones. Because you know what's the most dangerous thing in the world? Gun-free zones. It's the most dangerous place to be. Period. Statistically. And um, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. How about that? How about that? We will continue our discussion in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. Uh, I do have the phone lines. What do you collect? I suppose you could tell me that, too, in your phone calls, and how many of them do you have? I'm curious now, because I'm really thinking, I mean, what else is there out there to collect? 907-433-3150 is the phone number. We... Well, I'm sorry, Gail just said, I collected men with guns. Does that count? I'm not sure if that's. All right, back with more right after this.
2: broadcasting live through a series of tubes allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the, on the, the internet well it's kind of hard to explain sorry streaming live every weekday morning on facebook live and show.com
0: i mean it, it you know richard's a hundred percent right here nobody needs to understand because it's nobody's business i mean you you're not you're not wrong but i think it's interesting especially when you put it in terms of four guns was his arsenal this is gary four guns was his arsenal gary just sent me a message to the show um four guns four guns um, hilariously, I own five firearms as a normal person, says David. I'm not, you know, look, I'm not judging. If you only own two, welcome to the gun cult cl- cl- culture. If you only own 20, welcome to the gun culture. If you own 2000, hey, I'd like to get to know you. Right. <laughs> if you own over a thousand guns, I really want to know you because I love to go shooting. Um, sorry. It's the end of my breakfast. If you collect silver coins, do you have a silver mine? (laughs) Mm, That's hysterical. Amy collects Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. Awesome. Debbie collected one husband, four kids, and four grandkids. Well, that's, you know. My home is gun-free zone. Here you are free to carry any gun you want, as many as you want, in my zone. <laughs> hmm. You should own enough firearms to instill doubt and fear in at least a five-block radius of your home. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> that, um, I don't know if that's... <laughs> I don't know if that's being a good neighbor, Anthony. I'm just, I'm asking for a friend. I'm not sure that that's being a good neighbor. If you are instilling fear and doubt in your neighborhood, I'm not sure that that, that might be a little counterproductive.
2: Oh, man.
0: Okay. Dr. John Lott. Oh, my. Word. Can I copy that? I can't. Let me do this. Let me do this. I want to do that. Uh,
2: Okay.
0: Come on. Okay. I'm trying to print this whole article here. Oh, my God. Nothing worse than a paywall on a... I'm looking... This story is like... No, thanks. This story is like five years old, but I can't... uh, I can't get it to show up, and I'm trying to use my PDF thing here to... Come on. All right. Well, uh, never mind. I was going to read. I was going to get you part of this article from Dr. Lott, but uh, why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? Um, I'm looking for this other article that uh, that Lott put up about this. Here we go. This is the one that I was looking for. Okay. Um So we will continue that discussion on the other side and we'll look for some new phone calls. How about that? Um Okay. There we go. Where was I? Just be a good neighbor. I have five blo- <laughs> I have 5 acres. Define 5 blocks for me. Hey man, when the lights go out, I'm aiming for the warlord raider title, not diplomat. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? All right, uh, we're going to continue here. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Like a chair, like a chair, like a follow. Here we go.
2: The Michael Duke Show, not your daddy. Wait, sorry, not your daddy? Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew! Was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. Not your daddy's talk radio show. Uh, hey, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys doing? What are you doing this weekend? Can we help you kick your weekend off right? Yeah, we get this one final segment here. We're going to talk about guns and firearms, and we're going to take some phone calls in this one final minute because we got Willie coming up, and I don't want to interrupt Willie with anything because we're going to talk movies and everything, including uh, about, I guess, the latest news about some of the DC Universe stuff, which is going to be exciting. And I think, I hope, we're going to talk about the new M Night Shyamalan movie Shyamalan Shyamalan. I don't know what it is. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to know. Uh, what's uh, what what's happening? So, what are you doing this weekend? Are you hanging out? Let's uh, let's get back into our gun talk, shall we? Uh, we were talking about gun free zones, and how they literally are one of the most dangerous places in the country to be at any time. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, the idea that somehow criminals are not smart enough to utilize or to choose gun-free zones has always been ridiculous. Um, since 1950, more than 98% of public mass shootings in America have taken places have taken place where citizens are banned from carrying guns. In Europe, every mass public shooting in history has occurred in a gun-free zone, and in, in Europe is no stranger to mass public shootings. Um, this is from a John Lott article in 2017. Um, in a recent column in uh, in another paper, he said someone had made the argument that killers pay no attention to gun-free zones He incorrectly claims that this is the consensus view of academic research. Um, Last year, a young Islamic State sympathizer planned a shooting at one of the largest churches in Detroit. An FBI wiretap recorded his reasons for picking the church. The guy said, it's easy and a lot of people go there. Plus, people are not allowed to carry guns in church. It would make the news. The killers are crazy, but they're not stupid, right? There was another, uh, it was one in California, the, I mean, it was the 20, maybe it was the San Bernardino attack, but the killer actually wrote in this, in his journal when he was, because you know, the the, the one kid in the San Bernardino shooting uh, uh, attack, he actually wrote it down all the, like his whole plan was in his journal, which they found in his place after he died. Uh, And after he committed the attack and he specifically stated that he chose to he chose a gun free zone because he knew it would be a softer target. He knew he would not face the resistance that he would from a place that potentially had guns. Dr. Lott goes on to say the killers might be crazy, but they aren't stupid. Picking defenseless targets means being able to kill more people. A long list of killers explicitly have stated this reasoning, including the 2015 Charleston, South Carolina, church shooting, the 2012 theater shooting in Aurora and the 2015 attack in San Bernardino, California. In 2013, Interpol Secretary General Ron Noble warned that even extraordinary security is unlikely to be able to keep weapons out of a soft target. As a result, only the terrorists would have weapons. Uh, In a March 2013 uh, uh, report, it was a survey by Police One, 86% of police officers who were surveyed This is a 450,000 member private organization of police. Eighty six percent of them said that casualties would have been prevented if legally armed citizens had been able to carry guns in places such as Newtown and Aurora. Again, gun free zones. Dr. Locke goes on to talk about how he and Professor Gary Mauser released a survey of all economists in late summer of uh, 2015, and it was a survey of all economists and criminologists who had published peer-reviewed empirical research on firearms, and the results were very different. By 66% to 32%, economists and criminologists answer that gun-free zones are more likely to attract criminals than to deter them. A 60 to 40 percent margin thinks that guns in home do not increase suicides. And a 62 percent to 35 percent spread says that guns are used in self-defense to stop crime more often than in the commission of a crime. Gun-free zones are magnets for murder. Even the most ardent gun control advocate would never put gun-free zones at his home Let's stop putting them else up where. This is an argument that I've made for a long time. I mean, if you are in a neighborhood and you have a sign in the yard, uh, you know, in front of your house that says, I'm the NRA and I vote. And the guy next door to you says, I'm a proud supporter of Handgun Control Incorporated. If you're a criminal, which house do you think you're going to go into? Right? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. If you are a criminal who's casing a neighborhood and you see a guy with a big truck and gun rack in the back, an empty gun rack and, you know, all kinds of hunting stickers and stuff on his truck. And in the next house, which looks equally, you know, lavish and affluent, you see a Prius with a Joe Biden sticker in the back window and a proud supporter of Gun Violent Prevention Incorporated. I mean... Which place would you rob? It's a it's a pretty simple equation. And somehow you thinking that you're just gonna somehow you thinking you're just gonna put a sign up and it's gonna stop bad guys from doing bad things, I will remind you that. They're criminals and they break the law that it's already illegal to hurt someone, to shoot someone, to kill someone. It's already illegal to plan a murder and carry it out. I mean, it just. Uh, it makes no sense. It's just i uh, just it's no sense whatsoever. Mikhail just said he came back in from being outside and caught his his 11-year-old watching the show this morning. He's so proud. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, And thanks for listening. I mean, come on. What? what, This whole idea of gun-free zones is so ridiculous. And then what New York and New Jersey and California and Hawaii are all trying to do with these sensitive space things sensitive, sensitive spaces. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Well, sure. Go go ahead. You can carry a gun, except for here, 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 and here. Well, wait, that's like the whole city. I know. But, you know, hey, at least we didn't take away your rights. Right? And, of course, the federal government has already struck down huge swaths of that law. They said you can't abrogate the law by saying, oh, we'll give it to you, but you just can't exercise it anywhere. There is no precedent for that. But it doesn't stop them. I mean, New York's law has been enjoined piece by piece all the way down the road, and you'd think that they'd get the message, but no, New Jersey said... Sit back and hold my beer. Watch this. And then they put out a one that's just as restrictive as New York's. California thought a little bit better of it and didn't. But then Hawaii turned around and did it anyway. They put the same kind of list out. Well, it can't be in churches. It can't be on public Right? You know, oh, by the way, by the way, that shooting that took place um, in uh, Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. Yep, it was in a metro, public transportation, a gun-free zone. And the among many sensitive places in D.C. where concealed carry is prohibited is the buses, the trains, and the public transportation systems. That's currently the target of a lawsuit filed in federal court who are arguing that the ban on lawful possession is both unconstitutional and a public safety risk that prevents responsible gun owners from protecting themselves. And guess what? That's what happens when a man started shooting at Metro patrons on Wednesday morning. Three people were wounded and one Metro employee who tried to intervene was killed before the suspect was taken into custody. But it's a gun-free zone, and if somebody had been able to fight back, maybe they could have stopped this guy. I mean, they tell the story of this guy, and it's a long, rambling... This guy was free inside the subway for a long time, shooting various people and making his way from platform to platform and doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah. Again, another gun-free zone. Because... You know, because that metro,
2: it's a sensitive space.
0: Uh. Yeah, sure. Sensitive space and a target rich environment for criminals because it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You can't get off the damn train. If you get one who gets on the train with you, you're in trouble. Again, I would just like to point out one final thing one final thing this morning statistically now i'm going to talk about gun owners but in the form of concealed carry holders right now a lot of places now are constitutional carry so you may not see you may not see this but statistically concealed carry permit holders commit crimes at a lesser rate than even police officers. Police officers statistically commit more crime than concealed carry permit holders. So why shouldn't they be allowed to go pretty much anywhere? Because it doesn't fit the narrative and it makes people nervous. Nervous. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Willy Waffles up next.
2: Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. In the break. Um. I'm sorry. I just got a. I just got a, a another text message. Um. Warning. The occupants of this home. Have not committed any crimes. Anything resembling a forced or dynamic entry will be interpreted as a violent home invasion and met with deadly force. No one here wants anyone to get hurt. For our safety and yours, please knock and be patient. Oh, damn, I need one of those signs. That's perfect. That is perfect. I like that. I need that sign right now. This is the Weatherby 65-300 weather Velocity, what is it, what is it? energy foot-pounds, good god almighty. <sighs> okay, Greg just sent me some, <laughs> Greg just sent me some ballistics on that 65-300 Weatherby. Um, it's a monster. It's a monster. Alright, um, Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, people, no, now people, now sometimes you guys go off on a tangent and I'm like, what are we talking about? You guys are like talking about growing plants and stuff. And I'm just, I'm freaked out. Um, we call them soft targets in the military says Anthony gun free zones are basically advertised zero resistance areas for would be mass shooters and psychos. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the day one of these mass shooters raids, the police department and NRA event or a gun show, I'll eat my boots. Um, the, uh, safe spaces are a misnomer. Let's be real carry and keep your mouth shut. Uh, maybe the gun free zones and other it is C is a way around the government trying to push the process of natural selection. Yeah. Yeah. We should get some of those signs, uh, uh, Greg. That's a... mm, Yeah. You're talking... Oh, Laura's talking about the... Forget the name. It talks about our laws and how all of us commit three felonies a day. Yeah, that's the... It's actually called Three Felonies a Day uh, by John Fund, I think, is the name of the author. Uh, I actually interviewed the author of that book about 15 years ago. Fascinating. Fascinating book. Um... Let's see. Um, (laughs) Wait a second. Did Richard just call everybody in Nikiski abnormal? He said, I saw a guy on a snow machine the other morning out by the Nikiski pool with an AR strapped on his back and could have cared less. Okay. The longer I live here, the more I am seeing how abnormal life was down there. Where are we talking about, Richard? Where's down there, down on the Lower Forty Eight, or in Nikiski? I'm confused because if you're saying to the people how abnormal life is in Nikiski. Nikiski—I didn't tell you this, but Nikiski has got like—I was looking because I was looking deep. I was digging into the insights yesterday of the podcast, and I think potentially all of Nikiski is listening to the podcast every day. I got last in the last in the last 7 days where is nikiski uh cuz i was like what um oh maybe it was the last, it's cuz it was the last 12 months that's why in the last 12 months i've had uh no it wasn't it wasn't nikiski it was nanilchik sorry my bad my bad uh but nanilchik uh like 4,000 downloads in Nanilchik in the last year. There's a lot of people in Nanilchik who are like, good morning. How are you? It's good to talk with you. <laughs> but Homer is the number two listening spot for the show geographically in the state. You got Homer, then you got Soldatna, then you got Fairbanks, then you've got Kenai, then you've got Anchor Point. I mean, something like 75,000 people downloaded the podcast last year. On the peninsula, that's a lot of listeners down there. It's a lot of podcasts. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you. That was uh, it's exciting to see. Um, some very interesting stats on that stuff, by the way. Um, uh, Greg says he has a few more of those signs. Well, he has a few more after he puts my name on one of them. Then he can have a few more. Okay, just saying. We should just have those made. Sell them on the show website. Uh, uh, oh, gotcha! Terminator to the police station looking for Sarah Connor, but that wasn't really real. I'm just saying. Just to you. Um. Okay. We got. Um, I guess that's it. We're we're coming up on it. My phone is buzzing.
2: Bzz.
0: Not that buzzing, but you know what it is. All right, let's get to it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Like and share, like and follow. Ow. Here we here we go. Let's do it. Okay, um, it's the weekend and it's Friday. And I'm still tired. But it is what it is. It's fine. We're gonna make it through. One final, one final day to the weekend. Willie Waffle, Wafflemovies.com. You know you can't start your weekend without a little waffle. Uh so hey, let's go over there and see what he has to say. Good morning, my friend. What's happening? Oh man, well you know you know how Friday works. You know, like you start tired.
1: You've worked hard. Yeah. You've you've put in you know the, the entire week, and then there's that magical moment where you step out after the day is done. Yeah. And the rest of the weekend is yours, and there's a new energy, a new <laughs> excitement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're overselling this. I'm just saying, maybe it's just because I. I... Maybe it's just because I had Don't, like a fifteen like I had a fifteen hour day yesterday and I was just like, oh, you know, so maybe it's maybe it's not you, maybe it's me. Let's put it that way. Okay.
1: Well, you know, I just think Friday night Friday night, to be honest with you, is my favorite night of the week because I got the whole weekend in front of me. Friday night's all mine, man. Like the the man can't get on my back. I'm out the door.
0: Friday night's the night I like to poté. Uh all yeah. right. Yeah. Uh well let's dive into the uh, Let's dive into the news. So what do I really am interested in? Oh, uh, I'm Batman. That's what I'm interested in. So tell me all about this. Tell me what's going on.
1: So the DC Universe had their big, big, big announcement this week outlining What's gonna happen? Like like you know, we've we've seen that Superman got fired, Henry Cavill, right? Uh we, we don't know what, what movies they wanna make. It appears that Wonder Woman Gal Gadot is out. Uh, you know, and and so they finally kind of announced what they're gonna do, and they announced their lineup of various uh new movies and TV shows that they're gonna be uh putting out there over the next few years. And they came up with this new deal. And here's here's what gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. They announced that there's gonna be the Batman Part Two coming out in 2025 with Robert Pattinson. Okay. However, he's not going to be like the Batman. So they're going to have a core DC universe set of movies, and they're this is going to be like Shazam. Aquaman Two is going to be in here. The Flash is going to be in here, and two new additions to the uh, to the group. Superman Legacy, which means they're going out and getting a new Superman, they're rebooting. Right. And a Batman and Robin movie. Wait a minute. I thought Robert Pattinson was Batman. No, see, they're going to take some of the pre-existing stuff that they know is going to make a lot of money, and they want to do sequels on, and they're going to call that
0: the dc else worlds right so the dc else worlds for those of you who don't know <laughs> is a series of dc comics that are essentially parallel universes it gives the comic book manufacturer a way to spin off the main storyline and not have to not have to worry about continuity or anything else and so it's a parallel universe so robert Pattinson is batman but in a parallel universe
1: yeah and the joker movies are also going to fit in here so Joaquin Phoenix is
0: yeah, In the else world. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, OK, I mean, that's that's fine. We've seen the Kelvin universe from Star Trek. We've seen some of this stuff, but I'm really curious as to who they're going to have play their mainstream main timeline Batman uh, and Superman now that they got. I mean, I, ca- I don't I, ca- I can't understand the sacking of Henry Cavell. I just I just my yeah. brain just hurts thinking about how why why would you why would you do that?
1: I I think what they're looking to do is they're looking to get the young Superman from the start. You know, they want to get some up-and-coming kid who's like 23, 24, and they know they can get three or four sequels out of him before, uh, you know, the the price tag and his body gives out. And uh, same thing with Batman. I think that's going to happen there. I was curious, though, they're going to do Batman and Robin.
0: Have we right. learned nothing uh, from the previous Batman and Robin attempt? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm shaking my head. All right. Well, I mean, DC still trying to rival the Marvel universe. I don't think it's going to happen. I just, it's hard to put that genie in the bottle. Although now they do have, um, what's his name? I've not uh, Kevin Feige, but uh, uh, the the the. Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Uh, yes, James Gunn. James Gunn. Now, James Gunn is now yep. flipped sides and he's over at DC. So maybe question mark? I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Um Bad Boys, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. And I loved the first one and I actually like the second one. I don't I have not seen the third one, but now I have to because there's going to be a fourth one. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, you can't escape the bad
1: boys, man. That's right. Yeah, they're bringing them back. You know, and, 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 of course, did so in the most internet way possible. A video of Will Smith showing up at Martin Lawrence's house announcing that, yes, they have signed on for a fourth Bad Boys movie. We don't know when it's coming out. It's in pre-production right now. It's got a completed script. And uh, I think the question is, how much of a discount did they get on Will Smith this time around? You know, like they're like, you know, Ow. yeah, Will, we would like to have you do the movie, but you know, you you got this whole slap thing going on and uh yeah, you know, he didn't do you, himself maybe... any yeah, he didn't
0: do any do himself any favors uh in that thing for sure. Um, I mean, it just no, goes just goes to show you that just because you're rich and famous does not mean that you're happy. Um, I, I I don't remember, did we do the third one? Did we talk about it? Was there well, that's the interesting part that the 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 the,
1: um, the place in history that the third one really takes right now. It was the last great pre-pandemic blockbuster. Oh, okay. It had just come out, yeah, uh, in that weird like February time period, and then like it made a ton of money, and the world shut down. Yeah, I didn't and see
0: that- it. Bad Boys was the last movie many people have seen
1: in yeah, a theater. <laughs>
2: that's
0: crazy, isn't it? Um and no oh. no no announcement when it's gonna be or how long it's gonna be to get out. It's gonna be a while, obviously. It's gonna be a while. I you know, if they're in pre production now,
1: I, I would say you're looking at maybe uh maybe fall twenty twenty
0: four. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. watch it. Uh, my kids will be excited because I didn't realize that they were all closet King of the Hill fans. Uh, I've only seen it a few episodes of it. And it's just, I don't know it's just not really my thing, but my kids are all constantly, you know, <laughs> quoting King of the Hill. Well, it's it's coming back. It is, and you know, because because every TV series that used to be
1: popular when TV was popular oh is being brought to streaming now. Right, right. So, King of the Hill is returning. It's going to Hulu. It you you know used to be on Fox, you know, the big network, but now it's going to be on Hulu, and they're bringing back a lot of the original stars: Mike Judge, who's also the creator, Kathy and Jimmy, Stephen Root, more of the folks are going to be there, and um, you know, we don't know when again. They make the announcement, and then mm-hmm. eventually they'll let us know when it's coming out. They, you know, we want to we want to milk
0: these announcements for everything that there were. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's like I mean, last week we were t- maybe a week before it was, you know, that '70s show is now that '90s show, you know, and things like that. I'm like, for the love of God, would you people please stop rebooting or rehashing or d- give me something new and interesting? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Most interesting movie I have seen easily in a decade. I mean, weird, funny, ridiculous, action packed. By the time it was over, my cynical son, who will ever, hardly ever watch a movie with me and sat down for the first five minutes of it and stuck through the entire thing, went that 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 was amazing. He goes, that movie was it was weird, but it was so good. It was just I mean, he was just agog about it. And uh, give me more like that. Give me more, Ryan Johnson. Give me more good, new ideas, please. But but that's hard.
1: You have to work hard at that. You have to take a chance at that. You know, it's so much easier to take this name brand that has an instant built-in audience and just bring it back they did it with full house they did it like you said with that 70s show they did it with futurama futurama did some new episodes yeah. i mean you know they oh just God. they just bring it back because now you know you have half the work to do to make people know what
0: it is. Now you just have right. to put all the hard work into trying to make it good. Yeah. Well, it's CSI Miami, CSI New York, CSI LA, CSI Detroit, <laughs> CSI Poughkeepsie, right? You know, it's Hawaii 5 another reboot. It's Magnum PI, another reboot. I mean, it's all these shows that are like, you people. Can we just have a single original thought? Can you guys rub one together for me somewhere out there? Please. That's why when I see good stuff like Bosch or uh, uh, Yellowstone or something like that, it's so good and so refreshing because it's a new story. Thank God. Thank Uh, God. Sorry. I didn't mean to get ramped up about it, but uh, it just pisses me off. Uh, All right. Got to get it out, man. (laughs) Finally, uh, Jay Leno. Um he may be cursed. That guy may actually be under some kind of Bruja, Striga, which is curse. Yeah, I, the Grim Reaper is
1: determined to take Jay Leno from this earth, okay? So, as you know, he had the big serious uh, or serious fire uh, where he had the burns on his face from an accident in his garage when he was working on his car. Right, And uh, he revealed that, uh, oh, by the way, a couple weeks ago, I also had a motorcycle accident. <laughs> Right. Not just a motorcycle accident. He's got
0: two broken ribs, two cracked kneecaps, and a broken collarbone. Right. So he was driving his motorcycle, which he was test driving. Thought he smelled yep. ga- thought he smelled gasoline, which whoa, <laughs> now you're a little funny. afraid of gasoline, decides <laughs> a to little cut, bit. decides to cut down an alley to to pull over to see what it looked like, didn't see the chain strung across the end of the alley and got sucked right off his motorcycle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because okay. some guy doesn't want people parking in his lot
0: anymore, yeah, and he put yeah. up a big chain.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and the funny thing is, Le- Leno when he he said this, he said, "Listen, I didn't make any announcement because, dude, the you get a pass on the first one." You know, when when I had the 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 car fire and the burning, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, that's too bad." Second time it happens, people are going to start making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly.
0: Exactly. They're called danger prone. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Uh, let's jump over to the movies and the streams. First up, uh, Gunther's Millions, a quick, uh, quick hit on this new Netflix docuseries.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's, it's a really weird, crazy story about the world's richest dog. Yes, it's living much better than you and I, <laughs> but it turns out it's not really about the dog. Okay. Because as you dig deeper, you find out it's really about, like, maybe a tax scam using the dog. Maybe a weird cult using the dog. And you learn more about these people who have been controlling everything and controlling this trust that he inherited from some mysterious countess years ago who may not exist oh okay. yeah and so So you spend
0: these four hours learning like what's the real truth behind all this oh crazy so it's not like the dog is really rich but he's got to have humans to help him so we got to pay them and they've got to live with him in the nice place and everything else yeah And, and then like you know the guy who runs the trust the guy who's in charge of the dog says you know
1: we're gonna have a whole bunch of beautiful models move into this house too and uh we're gonna study them and and take pictures of them all the time, and video of them all the time, and encourage them to, uh, well, you know. And (laughs) it kind of starts to
0: morph into something really weird. Oh, man. man. Okay. (laughs) Weird Gunther's Millions, all right? Negative one to four waffles. What do you say? Three waffles. Really? Yeah. It's that interesting. Because it's that
1: interesting, because it's so far out there, and so crazy, and so weird, that you just can't believe that, people were going along with this
0: okay it's a train wreck you can't <laughs> look away all right you uh, can't. we talked about this already last week in the teaser you know it's the 80 for Brady these 80 year old women who have a thing for Tom Brady in this movie this is his new production company give me the rundown
1: you know it, it just it's it's kind of like just a likable light-hearted sitcom kind of movie you know uh Lily Tomlin Rita Moreno Sally field Jane Fonda four ladies who are quite talented. And like you said, they're all over eighty. They've kind of developed this love of football and a deeper, deeper love of Tom Brady. And they decide they're going to the Super Bowl. And they're not just going to any Super Bowl, my friends. They're going to the one after the twenty seventeen season. The one with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, geez. and football fans know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and of course you know, hijinks ensue, and crazy situations ensue, and and older ladies say outrageous things and end up in outrageous situations. And then, of course, there's a little bit of heart because it might be a little bit more behind this trip for one of the ladies. My oh, friends. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know. two waffles waffles. you're gonna laugh you're gonna gonna recognize this movie from a mile
0: away you know it's fine i'll tell you if it wasn't for those four this thing would be a disaster okay yeah well with those four it's pretty hard not to prop something up all right finally the latest m night Shylamon movie knock at the cabin and i saw this trailer day before yesterday and i was like whoa uh it looks dark we got about a minute here so give me give me the quick rundown and your thoughts very dark movie, you know, based on, on a novel, and it's it's basically this this
1: couple, this uh, this gay married couple, and their adopted child, they're at this cabin out in the woods, just trying to get away from the world on a vacation, when four strangers show up, and they kidnap the family, and they tell them that the family has to make a sacrifice, one of them must kill another member of the family to save humanity, and as the movie goes along, gonna happen like right maybe something weird is really going right. on you see <laughs> you t- t- the t- tidal
0: waves planes <laughs> falling from the sky <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like what is going on yeah so no big twist but definitely kind of a surprise ending a, t- a taut
0: ending i'm
1: going two and a half waffles
0: okay all right willie we're out of time thanks for coming on board my friend folks we gotta go we'll see you on monday the michael duke show All right, I, I gotta rehash this for just a second because I watched the trailer twice. I watched it the first time and I was like, "What did I just? What?" And so then I watched it again, and you know, of course, it's it's M Night. I mean, this guy is, is famous for the twist and for other things and everything yep. else. And I'm I'm trying to <clears throat> trying to wrap my brain around it and everything, but literally, this family gets kidnapped. And they basically say, if you don't choose to sacrifice one of yourself, the world, not that we're going to kill you, but the world is going to end. Like people are going to die. Whole civilization is going to be wiped out, which sounds just crazy as hell. And then, like I say, 33 seconds later, you see airliners falling from the sky and tidal waves wiping out whole cities. And you're like. What is going on here? What is what is happening? Give me some more. Give me some more here. Right, and that's
1: what makes it interesting, you know, because you know, you're you're first of all, it's it's action packed up front, you know, like like that whole scene where where these four people are trying to break into that cabin. Oh my God, that's some intense stuff. And then you know, they're really four what you would mostly consider normal everyday people and uh, they they feel they've had these visions and they've all had the same visions and they've all come to implore this family to do the right thing because if they don't all of humanity will die and there's all sorts of rules in here like you know they can't just like kill off everybody i mean to escape that that's not how it works right and and you know what we see uh as as things play out um we start to realize that everything these people are talking about seems to be true how could it be true all connected how could these, yeah how could these four yokels like be be able to see the end of the world yeah and, and that's what makes it interesting
0: yeah well and david batista he's placed prominently in the trailer and he yeah i know he's been this is a guy who's dedicated his life now since he started to acting, right? I mean, this guy has gone. Yes. I mean, he's gone deep. I mean, we used to laugh because he was Drax, and you know, and all this kind of stuff in the Guardians, and he was funny, ha ha ha. He was the evil James Bond villain. Did a good job at that. But it, I just watching this, I was like, my God, he is like acting the hell out of this. I can see it, you know, in just this short little trailer. He looks like he's doing a pretty good job, and he is such oh, a pre- He's such a presence that it really. Well, you know, he's. He... Go ahead. Yeah, he he's been growing.
1: He's been growing as an actor. I mean, yeah. you know, people who who are not familiar with him, he was a very famous WWE wrestler. And, you know, so usually those guys, when they leave, they get the they get the brawny guy parts. Right. The the the, the action movies, the, right. the butt kickers. Right. Yeah. And, and he's actually tried to do some really interesting stuff and tried to play more comedies and tried to play some serious characters. I mean, uh, you know, we've seen him show up in so many places. Uh, you know, what's the one I'm thinking about? The last the last, uh, the last uh, Hugh Jackman uh, Wolverine movie uh, you right. know, where he shows up. I mean, you know, he, he really does, um, you know, pick and choose more artistic roles. And I think
0: that that's in this vein here. And that's what he's trying to do here. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. I really like, for the most part, I really like M night Shilohman. The happening was one of the movies that I was just like most disappointed in. Um, but oh God, the worst movie I've uh, ever seen. I mean this weirdest environmental whatever but <laughs> but the rest of the movies that he's done have all been very interesting they've all had very interesting I mean I really enjoyed them and uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what this is about because the trailers got me hooked now I want to go see it and and take a look at it but you're seeing two and yeah. a half, Two and a half waffles? I'm going two and a half because there's a lot of drag
1: in here. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, there just seems to be some opportunities to have some better dialogue. There seems to be some opportunities to really talk about the seriousness of the situation, almost more of a philosophical take right. that we don't really get in this movie. Right. Uh, and, and I think the big challenge with Shyamalan, and, and it's kind of not his fault, but maybe it is kind of his fault, you're always waiting for the big twist. yeah. And, and so, you know, cause that's what he became famous for. And I think he's trying to do other movies like this, where it's not about the big twist. It still can be a surprise. It still can be shocking, yeah.
0: but it's not about the twist. Right. <laughs> he's kind of screwed himself in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. He's kind of screwed himself on that where he, he he's known for that. And so people are like, Oh, well, if he's known for that, then you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, no, that's that. Okay. Well, uh I'm excited to see it. It's in theaters now. I, like I said, I just saw the trailer. Is it is it going to be on stream or do I have to wait for the do I have to No, wait for you the...
1: got to you got to wait a little while. You're okay. going to have to wait until it's played out in the theaters. Now, you know, I have a feeling uh like 3 months seems to be the window now. 3 months. 3
0: months is the new window. Okay. Yep. Well, I suppose I can I suppose I could wait three months uh, to do it. Hey, uh, if it does badly, it could show up quicker, you know? Well, that's true. You
1: could true. always root for I, that. I don't want to know. It's, yeah. That's
0: just wrong. I won't yeah. do that.
1: Well, and you know, now that I think about it, it's a universal film, and then they tend to bring their stuff out a little bit quicker on streaming. It yeah. might not be
0: three months. We'll have to look this up for you. Yeah okay well um I would love to uh I, I'd love to I'd love to see it I'd love to watch it willie waffle waffle um thank you my friend anything else you're anything else you're looking for that we didn't talk about this week that you're really excited about no I mean that's really it you know we 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 left it all on the field today okay man. well that's that's fine uh I'm waiting for some new shows to uh to come up uh what did i what did i watch i was watching uh uh oh resident alien season three is out now oh Um, there you go that's fun uh and i'm watching uh i'm watching downloading did you watch that on amazon prime no i have not it's funny it's very funny. all right i enjoy that. but but you know it's it it, it, like 30 minute 25 minute episodes it's pretty easy to consume you know kind of thing Um, you know what i gotta throw out there you know we didn't talk about what's that Real, real quick for everybody
1: there's going to be a new reality show coming to Paramount Plus. The family Stallone. Yes. Oh, oh, Sylvester that's... Stallone's three daughters who don't want to get real jobs talked him right. into doing a reality show oh, so they no. can make some money. Oh, no. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm all I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what it's back. All right, my friend. Well, it's good to talk with you. We will talk with you again soon. Thank you for being part of it. You got it, man. Talk to you next week. Folks, we will see you tomorrow. No, I won't see you tomorrow. I'll see you on Monday. Aha, see how that works? The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.